so excited to talk about these movies because we took notes this time no because they were phenomenal movies yeah did you have a favorite one it's so hard to say i liked both from parts from both of them uh but if i had to pick i think i like the story more in slaughterhouse rock okay Good to know. There's a little tease for our next episode. Mm. What well, about you? Did you have a favorite? Oh my gosh. Uh, I think I lean the same way. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Can't wait. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films, and hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I'm Nigel from AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my Wonderful wife, Caitlin. Hello. And this week, we did a double feature. We watched two movies back-to-back. We're going to record them back-to-back, but there's going to be a week in between our releases for our listeners at home. Sorry. (laughs) So for this episode, we are talking about the 1985 horror comedy, Hard Rock Zombies. Woo! Directed by Krishna Shah and starring nobody recognizable. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Phil Fondacaro's in it. Who uh, he's one of the I don't know what the proper term is, but he's one of the little people who shows up in things sometimes. Yes. Uh, and for our second movie next that we will be talking about next week at least next week for you, is 1987's Slaughterhouse Rock. And we'll tell you all about that one in a week. Caitlin. Yes. Tell me, what did you enjoy about Hard Rock Zombies? Wow. I mean, what's not to enjoy, first of all? What's not to enjoy? Uh... I can't say what I enjoyed the most without spoiling the film. This is true. This is a this is one of those films where they said, "Hey, you have a really you have an idea? Great. It's in the movie." <laughs> Do you have an idea? Great. It's in the movie. This uh for a low context, Hard Rock Zombies was originally sh- shot as a 20-minute uh, I don't know, like a feature of sorts that was going to play in the background of Krishna Shaw's uh, previous movie, American Drive-In. They shot Hard Rock Zombies, the original 20 minutes, while they were filming American Drive-In. And then somewhere along the way, they said, you know what? We have a full movie here. <laughs> let's uh, Let's add 117 minutes to this. That no, makes not 117. Let's add an hour and 17 minutes to it. That makes sense. Yes, that because explains this. at a certain point in this movie, you think, oh, wow, this was a short movie. And then there's like another 45 minutes. Yeah, they could have ended it when I thought it was over and I would be OK with that. Yeah. So. This is the type of movie that really needs to be seen to be believed. So from this <laughs> point on, if you haven't seen it, we highly recommend pausing it and uh, going to watch it. Yes. It just had a very nice release from Vinegar Syndrome, my favorite of the blue teak. Blue, oh, wow. That's a word that we should use, blue teak. 
Blue tea. <laughs> for like Blu-ray labels. Yeah. Uh, or distributors or whatever we want to call them. Uh, and it's the reason that we decided to do these as a double feature because they put Hard Rock Zombies and Slaughterhouse Rock in the same release. And it's notable because they fa- they added in some gorier bits that had been cut out of previous releases. Mm. So it's fun to see those. But, like I said, from this point forward, expect all the spoilers. I thought you were going to say something after that. I lo- So I really enjoyed the music in this one. I loved the music. I thought that that was... You and I had a nice little debate on what type of music this was. Yeah, they were singing very pop songs. There, it was definitely like a pop rock sound, but they looked tougher than they were. But then they kind of did like a kiss thing with their yeah. makeup. And I said, oh, okay, now everything make makes sense. Like I, w- I would put them in the same category as kiss. Kiss did pop songs? I would say that kiss was kind of like a, a pop rock group. Interesting. Because they looked tougher than their songs sounded. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the Kiss songs that I don't that I know and it's frankly <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the music video in the middle of the movie. You mean the three music videos in the middle of the movie? Um in particular the one where they just are kind of like running around town and spraying beer on babies. Yeah. I liked their little dance across the bridge like, yeah. into the town. Yeah. That was weird. And then they're like just tossing beer cans at people. And right. They literally sprayed a beer on a baby. You know, because back in the 80s, that was healthy <laughs> for babies. A little beer never hurt anybody. This movie falls into that weird category of 80s movies that kind of affirmed the uh, I forget what that group was called but there was a, a group in the 80s in the 90s that was trying to basically ban explicit music and rock for some reason was the targeted genre mm-hmm. even though it was rap that kind of caused the controversy and so there was this subgenre of horror movies that had metal bands at the center of it and rather than saying look metal's not all that bad the movies basically said oh no like satan is the front man for this band and that's the reason that the whole town is going crazy but the town itself was already crazy or yeah. had demons there yeah so i think the best you know kind of the best movie to compare this to is black roses in that the town is anti-rock and roll Mm -hmm. but in black roses where the lead singer was the devil in this movie the band is just a band and the town is still cuckoo for cocoa puffs yeah yeah like i've never seen a more exaggerated like even in our 2022 world in which everyone has that us versus them mentality Mm -hmm. and the moral majority conservatism is at an all-time high i have never seen a group of conservative people as cuckoo for cocoa puffs as the town was in this movie they were, I yeah, where did this movie take place? Yeah, that's something that I thought was hilarious. So, the name of the town was Grand Guignol. Okay. Which is the name of a theater in France that used to do these really violent plays that included blood and guts and all these other things and like i said they were very violent so i thought that was kind of hilarious 
But there was just a large uh, popularity of Hispanic individuals. Population. Uh, yeah, of Hispanic individuals. And I wasn't certain where think, this movie was supposed to be. I think they were in California because okay. the antagonist will say that. Save oh, that he did spoiler. say, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. He fled to California where Truman gave him new identities. Okay, that's right. So, and yeah. So, I mean, if it was in Southern California, yeah, that would that explain makes, yeah. the desert and the backwoods and okay. why there's a large Hispanic community. I'm on board now. Yeah, you're on board with it? Yeah, now? I get it. They knew what they were doing. So the basic plot of this movie, there's a rock band. They are traveling the world trying to become famous. Mm -hmm. They go to the town of Grand Guignol, of which they are not welcome. It's a footloose situation. (laughs) And they meet this weird sort of Adams family, question mark. Yes. Kind of a group of misfits. Yeah. Honestly, I loved how many things this movie ripped off. I thought that was <laughs> fantastic. Like, it was it was like somebody was making what they thought the Munsters or the Adams family was. And without having actually watched it. Without actually having watched the Munsters or the Adams family and was able to make an R-rated version of it. And the band members are killed. Mm-hmm. But luckily for them, the bass player of the band, Jesse, also the lead singer, found this weird spell that brings things back from the dead. And they come back as a group of hard rock zombies. <laughs> hence the name. Hence the name of the movie. And they get revenge on the discount Adams family. But what they don't know is that this family is cursed and it unleashes a plague of ghouls on the town <laughs> and they have to save the day. What were they? Yeah. I I don't know that they say. Uh, yeah. I guess they did save the day. Okay. It, I mean, okay. they did. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. But, the logistics of the band becoming zombies, which they, uh, again, similar to my comment last week in zombie movies, they never use the term zombies. They use the word ghouls. Yeah. So the band becomes ghouls in ways that are different from the way that the the Adams family becomes ghouls. Mm-hmm. And that's... I, I'm assuming that's meant to explain why they don't die for real at the end. I guess so. I There are some questions. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, mm, I think I have some questions about this movie. I actually have a lot of questions, but I don't think we're going to have time to <laughs> analyze all of this. Um, so let's rip a Band-Aid off real quick. The patriarch of this Adams family is Hitler. Well, wow, you just really went for it. I did. It's uh, this older guy who I guess is the leader of the Adams family. Yeah, group? that's why I said like the patriarch. Like, yeah. He... But then the old lady is Ava Brown, so it's yeah, it's Hitler and, and his wife. And uh, the reveal was wild. I literally was like, what? Now, okay. What am I watching? So at first you see this curmudgeon old man mm-hmm. and you think, you th- and he's in, he's speaking in German half the time and you think, okay, that's odd. But here's something that we should keep in mind. At this point, the weirdest thing that we've seen is the werewolf in the wheelchair. Yeah. That and was you think, wild. You think, oh, okay, that's weird. A werewolf right? situation going on. Yeah. 
that's when you're like, oh, this is like an Adams family because you got like the girl that like hitchhikes and kills people and her boyfriend question mark takes pictures of her killing people. So this family's really into killing people. And then you meet the old guy and you're like, all right, that's weird. Like he and the, the lady who's a werewolf, like they're a couple and he speaks in German. And I do just want to point out that at one point I did ask the question, is this old guy supposed to be Hitler? Yeah. And minutes later at a dinner scene in which I think we're meant to assume that they're cannibals. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. He. I'm going to see if I can understand this correctly. There's a flashing light on a box on the table, which means something. And he gets excited and then proceeds to rip his face off. (laughs) And he's not an old man anymore. And he's Hitler. Yeah. But normal, like 1930s aged Hitler. Yeah. Well, and before that we see he's wearing a swastika. Yes, the groundskeeper. Yeah, the groundskeeper is wearing a swastika, and I, and I thought, well, that's a little strange. Yeah, so not only does this movie have zombies and a killer family, you think, oh, now Nazis are involved, mm-hmm. but no, 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 not just Nazis. It's Hitler. It's Hitler. And yeah. I think at this point in the movie, the band is dead. Yeah. Because the yeah. whole family kills the band. Mm-hmm. And... Then he broadcasts some kind of warning or thing to the world revealing that Hitler's back. But we never see anyone in the rest of the world reacting to Hitler being back. (laughs) You'd think that that would be... Kind of a big deal. Yeah. And the rest of the town is so obsessed with destroying rock and roll that they don't know that Hitler's back. But also the sheriff is in on it and knows that it's Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to say this movie has everything. Gas chambers. Well, I mean, you have Hitler, so you have to have a gas chamber. Zombies or ghouls. Rock music. Love. Werewolves. Nudity. Eyebrows. And mustaches. That girl's eyebrows were on fleek. This movie has everything. If you're like, I need to watch a movie, but I don't know what I'm in the mood for. I kind of want some like rock music, but I kind of want to watch like a Hitler film. But I also kind of need to see some zombies. This movie is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. This is this is the type of movie that has a little bit of something for everyone. This is true. We didn't even talk about... I mean, we talked about the the that uh, Phil, um, what's his name? I just forgot it. I was not certain of any of the band members' names. I actually kept referring to the main guy. I guess he was the main guy in my notes as Mustache. Still don't know his name. Yeah, I the only reason mustache. I know his name is because Cassie kept. That was pretty much the only thing that she said in the entire movie. Jesse. Oh yeah. I'll never forget you. Nah, he's just mustache. <laughs> mustache and uh, eyebrows. Mustache and eyebrows. That <laughs> That is a match made in heaven. <laughs> I want to know what their age difference was, though. Oh, at least 20 years difference. You think so? The very first line of the song is, you're so young, but you're in love. Yeah, that... There is definitely some concerning levels of age difference between the two of them. Yes. Maybe she's 18. I don't know. Uncertain. It is uncertain, but he is easily mid-30s. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Yeah, and somehow he wrote the song for her without knowing her name. And it just happened her name fit right into it. 
Yeah, which arguably, though, that is the best song in the movie. Oh, for sure. If you uh, go on YouTube and look up Cassie, uh, Hard Rock Zombies, best song in the movie. The uh, soundtrack for the movie is also available on Apple Music. I would assume that means it's available on Spotify. So if you just want to listen to the soundtrack. You know, that's something I was disappointed in. I felt like this movie needed more music. Like I was like, I didn't get enough of it. Yeah, it could have gone all in on that's I think that's the thing that it that did kind of irritate me is it didn't go all in on something Mm -hmm. except maybe the zombies thing eventually. Mm -hmm. But like it could have gone all in on Hitler. It could have gone all in on the music. But it just kind of it could have gone all in on like the footloose aspect of things. Mm -hmm. But it said, no, we're going to have a little bit of everything. Yes. Yes, I mean, this movie really did have everything, but I think it could have been so much better if they had more music. Yeah, more than just like the th- four songs that they did. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm including the weird little chant that they did. Um, which, here's a little fact for you about that. Uh, the, I'm going to butcher this. The words that they say in the song that, uh, brings people back from the dead is Recknitz Ice in Ray. And uh, it was a joke because during uh, during production, there was a guy named Ernie who was playing pranks on people. And if you read the words backwards, it says Ernie is a stinker. That's amazing. That's so. amazing. I love. They had so much fun with this movie. I love the foreshadowing of the song bringing things back from the dead, being the mosquito that's biting the manager, Ron. Oh my gosh. Like, I've never seen a zombie movie that foreshadows zombies. I mean, it's in the name of the movie, so, like, how much more foreshadowing do you need? But within the context of the story, that's how you learn how the zombies are going to come back. Which is, I think is actually really clever. I thought so, I thought so too. It was like yeah. a, it's a very small thing mm-hmm. and they don't draw a significant amount of attention to it. They just say how many times do I have to kill you? Like that's a right. thing that you would definitely say. Right. If there was like a mosquito or a gnat around. Right. And then you see it again later with the spider. Yeah, the spider was a little bit more uh overt. So, but that's fine. Like at that point in the movie, like you need to explain what's coming. Yeah. I guess. I thought, no, I thought that was actually really smart because at at first I wrote down fly scene in the van. Why? Question mark. And then I was like, because I didn't realize it was a mosquito, but uh, then I was like, oh, they really thought this out. Yeah. So for a movie that has everything, there are some good carryovers that I thought they did a really good job with. Yeah. Despite this movie being everything and the kitchen sink, it does. There does seem to be a basic understanding of the mechanics of storytelling, mm-hmm. and it works. And it's actually surprising how well it works since it was originally started as like a 20 minute th- thing mm-hmm. short film for I mean I doubt all 20 minutes would have been in American Drive-In but we've never seen American Drive-In so we don't know how much of it was Well now I got to watch it. I kind of want to watch it cuz I want to see it cuz it American Drive-In like this the summary is just the goings on at a night at a drive-in. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right. Like, are we just going to watch couples make out? Are we going to see people fight? Is this going to be like an American graffiti situation where people have like a life changing experience one night at the drive in? I don't know. (laughs) The thing, the other thing that I thought was so funny about this movie was all the references to things. Like, this movie's not even five minutes in, and we always already have a Beatles reference. Oh my gosh, the Beatles reference was probably the most like disturbing Beatles reference ever. I will be shocked if that 
if that reference wasn't already used in some horror movie at some point in time because it was too appropriate, I guess. I don't I don't know. This can't be the first time that someone thought of that. And I don't know. So the one of the members of the Adams family, it's just easier to call them that, I'm going to be honest, is... Uh, I actually don't know her name. Uh, I guess some girl that's part of the Adams family who spends half the movie interpretive dancing, by the way. Yes, just random scenes of Just that. random dance in the street. Yes. Or on a stage. It, it, it's odd, but she's obsessed with killing people. So in the beginning of the movie, she's hitchhiking. And you kind of wonder why. Mm-hmm. And it also looks like she's wearing scraps of clothes that she... <laughs> fashioned together because she'd been in the wilderness for a long time maybe she had them but i don't know does she even have words in this movie i don't remember her talking um during the shower scene she said you're so romantic you must go to a lot of movies oh yeah yeah, yeah. i loved that scene yeah we'll talk about that scene because that i have some thoughts well because i want to talk about all the references but at the beginning she kills these two guys who pick her up while her brother lover like takes pictures from across the way with the two little people Mm -hmm. and she cuts off one of their hands and then sings a line from the song i want to hold your hand (laughs) and almost immediately the credits come in Oh, I I have to say, though, with the opening scene where she kills the one guy, I was genuinely concerned about the brain in the other guy who was still in the water while she killed the one guy and then, like, just seemed to not be aware. Yeah, she chose to drown them. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess they were skinny dipping and she chose to drown them. But the one guy seemed completely oblivious to what was happening before he was drowned. Yeah, like drowning he was literally takes just standing a, around. a decent amount of time. Yeah, and he was like flailing his arms. And there was lots of blood. So maybe yeah. she like popped them. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So there were a couple of references in this movie. I thought I'm assuming that the family is meant to be like a reference to the Adams family or the monsters. Mm-hmm. Hitler is obviously a reference to Nazi Germany. Then there's a psycho reference where uh, the killer girl gets in the shower and one of the band members comes in and watches her soap up in a sexy way <laughs> and then decides he's just going to get in with her. So, you know, you know, As very you do. consensual. And he said, I think I'm in love. <laughs> and she said, you're so romantic. You must go to the movies a lot. Because, you know, movies is the number one place to learn romance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what does he say? Uh, oh, The Devil and Miss Jones, mm-hmm. which is a famous pornographic picture from the 70s. And she said, more like Psycho. And she pulls out a knife and stabs him in the shower. It was pretty cool scene. I thoroughly enjoyed that scene maybe my favorite kill of the entire movie because of how i guess tongue-in-cheek is the appropriate term for it mm-hmm. there's also i think a reference to texas chainsaw massacre and the van well the van yeah that's a good one where they pick up the hitchhiker yeah. girl but i was thinking more in ava's or elsa's or the werewolf lady in her like den of horrors where she's got dead bodies hanging all over Mm, the place and mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. i did not catch any reference well i guess you could make an argument that there's a bit of a king kong reference whenever they try to sacrifice cassie because she's like strapped up on the tree wearing the white like uh fey ray yeah but uh i didn't really think about that one until now and obviously there's a reference to kiss because when they come back as zombies, their faces are all painted up in white with fancy designs. And I wanted to know, like, were they painted that way when they were buried 
or were they is that like their zombie face? <laughs> That's their zombie makeup. Did you like the way that they like their zombie walk? Yeah, it was like uh like they were stuck in a music video. It was basically like the same walk that they did when they came into town where they're right. doing the like fist thing in front of their bodies. Right. But like I want to know whose choice that was that that's how they walk as zombies. Um I'm glad whoever made that choice cuz it really it kind of helped with like me missing the music. I was like at least I got a little montage here of them walking. What did you think about the governing structure of the town? Actually, that's not the question that I wanted to ask. What did you think of the old like wizard man that was suddenly so prominent in the town? That was that was bizarre, but made sense for the town. Did do you think that he created zombie Hitler or the ghouls? Because he seemed like he was in the midst of confessing to that. <laughs> And then he died three times. <laughs> um, I don't know if he created them or had known about them or like he definitely played a role. I know that much. He also kind of seemed like thrown in, but kind of just like a guy on set who was like, I really want to be in the movie. And they're like, all right, going for these scenes. Yeah. It seemed like members of the town just kind of came and went. And I don't really understand. I mean, I guess like that's due to time constraint or like the filming schedule. I don't know. I liked the drunk dad who was in all the scenes with the glasses. Oh, yeah. Cassie's dad, who was literally like it felt like he was ripped right out of Footloose. Yeah. He's like, don't talk to them. They're. They're going to, I don't know. He's just. There's so many movie references in this film. I mean, I guess if you're going to mash a movie together as quickly as possible, just borrow and steal from other movies. I mean, why not? It's like this person loved movies and they're like, how many references can I get in? I mean, I love that, though. Like, No, I do, too. I think the best people to make movies are people who love movies. Mm-hmm. But, well, that, we could start talking about our nostalgia thing all over again because, and then I could go on my rant about J.J. Abrams and the new Scream movie, but I won't do that here because <laughs> we're here to talk about Hard Rock Zombies. I thought it was weird that all of a sudden they had this weird wizard character, yeah, Town Elder, when it seemed like... I mean, maybe he could, well, because then they had like the town counselors. Mm -hmm. You know what this movie also did really well? Everyone kind of had their own thing about them. Like no two characters are the same. I wouldn't say any of the characters were like flat or one dimensional or anything like that. I mean, obviously you can't give enough attention to each character to really, but like they each had kind of like something about them that made them stick out. Like, yes. the, even the town elders, I could differentiate them between the wizard guy and the uh, guy with the stutter. And the, like, head counselor. And the head counselor guy. And, and the uh, the senior council member, yeah. Mr. Denham. It was just, so it was just, I think that's really cool that even with a movie that uh, could be considered bad in some people's eyes, I think that they took a lot of time and... I actually had a really good story here with, I mean, pulling the fly or mosquito from the beginning to kind of showing what is coming and giving each character a lot of development, um, a lot of great songs in this movie, a lot of great movie references. I think that for a movie that some might look at and say like, oh, this is bad, I think there was so many good elements to this movie. Yeah. That's the thing is while overall this movie would definitely be overlooked. I don't think that it was poorly made in any, I mean the it's very low budget in that regard, but 
like look at the weird like alien mutant little person. Like I thought his effects were done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which this movie was hilarious. There were so many funny things in this movie. And this is the type of movie that while the joke, a lot of jokes fell flat, mm-hmm. I thought you can definitely tell that they were intentionally making a funny horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like the weird stutter guy groping Ava Braun whenever he found her dead body. Like yeah. that was weird, but it was yeah. also kind of funny. Right. The mutant little person eating himself once he became a zombie. That was wild. Yeah, I guess we didn't really address that. So the band comes back from the dead. They all get their revenge on the members of the Adams family. And then the Adams family, because their ghouls already come back from the dead. Yes. And then proceed to spread the zombie plague throughout the town. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the movie basically becomes the town versus the zombies while the band plays their last rock show. Puts on a sh- comes back from the dead to put on a show mm-hmm. and then they crawl back to their graves. And then Ron has to bring them back from their graves again to save Cassie and lead the the, the ghouls in the town to the gas chambers that Hitler had in a Pied Piper-like situation. <laughs> but somehow the band is in the gas chamber when it goes off, but they're the only ones who survive because the last shot of the movie is... Jesse stick, popping his hand out of the grave. Maybe because like they had the music powers. They knew the song. Yeah. Okay. I think what I've learned from the films we watched this weekend is music has the power. It, the the thing that was kind of funny about this movie is, or another thing that was funny about this movie, it was kind of anti-book. Yeah. Because they were trying to, they found a book Mm -hmm. that explained how to fight the zombies. Mm -hmm. But then, like, nothing good came from it. Right. He, I forget exactly what they were referencing, but they were in the van and he he even said something about a book and he was like, Yeah, I got it from a book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The spell he got from the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, So it was just kind of like, I don't know. This movie really liked to poop on books. Yeah. They're like which is a weird choice. is the ultimate. Music is the way to go. Yeah, music is the, which, is the way to go. Okay, so this ties into the one of the thoughts that I had about this movie when I was laying in bed last night. The movie seems to be anti-book and pro-rock and roll, which, I mean, who isn't? It, so during the town meeting when they're voting to ban rock entirely, so they don't realize it at the time, but they are banning records, the radio station, sales of rock, all of it, because mm-hmm. all they want is for this band to not perform mm-hmm. because this band did hurt their grandparents or something. I don't know. And he, uh, so we have, Hold on, I have my notes here somewhere. Uh, so, like, the first lady comes up and she's like, she says, "Oh, my, uh, my Reader's Digest has says that rock music has hidden messages in it." And then the next lady comes up and she says, "Oh, my National Choir said that they can't even play music without drugs, <laughs> without eating drugs, without eating drugs." <laughs> and then the last lady comes up and she says. Rock music causes sex, premarital sex, and worst of all, physical sex. (laughs) I mean, I wrote that down too. Worst of all, physical sex. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Which, and then... There's also a reference uh, to goat sex. I was just getting that. (laughs) They... That's just... That was a... To show how, like, backwoods this town is, there's a reference that maybe some of the men have had sex with goats. So that was weird. Got to throw that in there. But the point that I'm trying to make is, so they get all, 
all of the people in the town get this information from reading. I don't know where where grandma found out that rock music causes sex. Uh, I would assume from reading based on this movie. <laughs> but we never see the audience, the band do any of those things in the entire movie. Right. So there's no sex. Well, there's attempted sex, but not because of rock music. There's no drugs and there's no hidden messages in there in their music, which I thought was ironic because it just goes to show how wrong the town was. Mm -hmm. And then to further prove how wrong the town was, they try to use a book and they start reading a section on how certain music can stop the zombies and they just ignore it entirely (laughs) in favor of creating. Oh my God. They think that they read a section and they come up with this elaborate plan to have these giant posters of famous people's heads because they come up with some theory that the zombies are afraid of heads. Yeah. And that's how they're going to sneak around the zombies. But the zombies are smarter than that and kill them. And then it like you think, Oh, they learn the error of their ways. They're going to go back to the section of the book on music. Mm -hmm. No, they say, Oh, here's the section on human sacrifice. And we'll let the zombies sex one of our young town's virgins to death. So it seem, it almost seems like this town is more obsessed with sex. <laughs> and there's like some kind of weird... Um, oh, what's the word? I'm, it's not suppression. What's the word that I'm looking for? Um... I, 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 I'm going to move on with my point. I can't f- remember the word that I'm... Anyways, it seems like the town is more obsessed with sex and all this stuff than the actual band members are. Right. And in a twist of irony, the band saves the day with music. Not sex. Not sex, <laughs> which is what they wanted to let the zombies do to Cassie. Which yeah. honestly sounds horrible. Like, right. But it, that had me questioning. I mean, does she have to be tied up to a tree under the light of the full moon? Like, how many virgins did this town kill? They got a dark history. This town has a very dark history with the goats <laughs> and the, the wizard virgins. and the Hitlers. <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing that this movie was like look at all the trouble that reading gets you into right <laughs> who reads who reads who would you say is the main character of this movie uh for sure ron the band manager yeah that's what i said really yeah i was just saying that as a joke that's the only one that i could pinpoint as like the main character. So I, I wrote that several times is like in my notes. I kept trying to figure out who is the main character. Who's the main character? And all the band members die, but Ron's still alive. So I'm like, Ron? Is he the main character? Yeah. I mean, we don't really focus on any one character long enough, but I would right. say collectively, like the band plus Ron. Okay. Would be the main characters. Okay. We don't really get to see, I mean, I guess like Jesse and Ron, because we don't really see too much from the other band members in terms of agency. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, not that movies need necessarily main characters, but no, those I are just, the two uh, central I was trying characters. trying to figure it out, yeah. Well, I've exhausted a lot of my thoughts, so... Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Another small little thing that I liked is just to evidence or to prove how small this town was. They spent the first five minutes of their emergency meeting debating whether they were calling it an emergency meeting or an emergency session. Yeah. Also, how small this town was. Their jail was a barn. Yeah, their jail was a barn. That was that was fun. That was quite hilarious. (laughs) Uh, let's hop over to your dating corner. Uh, 
All right, here's my dating advice for all you listeners out there. Guess what? I think people should never date one person only. And I think that more people should understand that the first person you fall in love with is not actually true love. Cassie was like all obsessed with Jesse mustache. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no, that's infatuation. It's just like your first time crush that was like reciprocated. Here's a quick question that I have about that. Okay. She came to warn Jesse and the band about going to Grand Guignol. Mm-hmm. Was she following the band and that's why she had such a crush on him? Or was she... Does she just have some sort of moral compass of sorts to like? I thought she liked him. outsiders from the band. I just I thought she like like listened to the band and like had a crush on him. I would like to know how big this band was then. Yeah, because I it, mean, holy Moses, they got a great name. So that's the name of the band. Yeah, how did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. I mean, like, they have groupies. Right. Or fans. did, like, photo shoots and stuff. So I feel like they were pretty big. But they didn't have a record deal, which is what the whole point of the concert was in this small town. They were, like, getting... They were just on the verge of, like... Like, this was, like, their big break in this small backwoods town that hates rock and roll. And they died. And they died. So... I like how the, the record producer tried to still sign them as zombies yeah and the scene of ron talking to the record producer where the producer's a zombie was probably the (laughs) highlight of my movie or highlight of the movie oh gosh anyways go on oh i just i just think more people should be like hey i'm first love just know it's not gonna work out and that's okay that is okay that's good advice that's all I got for you. No question or anything like that? No. Uh, I just have life advice, though. Don't pick up hitchhikers. That's my life advice for everyone. <sighs> yeah. I, I, yeah. If don't. you're taking life advice from mo- from mov- horror <laughs> movies specifically, don't ever pick up hitchhikers. Get. There are too many hitchhiker killing movies. Yeah. I wonder how often that happens, though. Probably less than we think it happens. <laughs> Probably, but the movies have ruined me being a nice person and picking up a hitchhiker. There was I picked up one guy one time on my way home from work because it was pouring down rain, and he like flagged me down, and he was like, "Can you can you just give me a ride? Like I just live right down the road." And I was like, "Yeah." I, I was like, I couldn't think of any Nigel. good reason to not do it. He tried to pay me. He was such a nice guy. He lived at this, like, I think he lived in, like, a retirement home. And, uh, uh, I mean, he didn't look that old, but I didn't realize that it was, like, kind of like a retirement apartment building. But it was pouring down rain. I felt bad for the guy. I mean, you're a nice person, but I never would have done that. The only time I've ever gotten into a car with a stranger. Well, the one time I did it was stupid. I'm not going to talk about that. The second time I did it, it was an off-duty police officer because my car wouldn't start and I had a yeah, child I was see, babysitting. That's probably okay. Yeah. But any other time. Any <laughs> other time. Don't do it. Uh something I forgot to talk about when we talked about the psycho shower scene was the like so like the music's playing or and I don't remember what it is, but then like the second he steps into the shower, there's like that guitar solo like <laughs> There is so many random guitar solos. I loved it. That was awesome. <laughs> um, I, uh, oh, I wrote, what's scarier than Nazi zombies? And then I followed that up with Nazi zombie midgets, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't entirely accurate, but. Nazi zombie Hitler. I mean, I feel like that just kind of, I guess, like this seems like a little redundant. Um, overall, do you have any other thoughts? I say check this movie out. It's a much must watch for me. 
Yeah, I would say that this is a movie that you need to watch. Is it rough around the edges? Absolutely. But I think there's more going on, and hopefully we gave it some of that credit than uh, what you think. I think it's it's a well-done movie. It, Over, I mean... For the low budget they had, like, right. yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. And yeah. Um, if you catch the Vinegar Syndrome release, th- there are some rough parts because they had to cut scenes from a videotape, and you can tell, but it's doesn't really take you out of the movie although sometimes i feel like these movies would be more fun to watch with that like video take like flattened look that they have Mm -hmm. just you know i don't know i'm thinking more and more about how great it would be to watch these movies in their heyday like when they were obscure and kind of trashy and you had to go to trashy places to watch it (laughs) places that were not safe (laughs) um yeah, this one is a must-watch if you like horror movies. Definitely. And you like rock, or you like Hitler, or, I mean, maybe don't watch well, it if you don't like Hitler. Right. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> if you we like are not zombies. supporting Hitler. I mean, I, I hope that that's not how that came across. Like, I If just, you like Hitler, yeah, that came across that way. Well, I meant, like, if there are, like, out of all the things that this movie has, like, if you like the stuff that's in this movie, like, Hitler's one of the things in the movie. Yeah. But he's the bad guy, so it's okay. Right, he's the bad guy. So if you like Nazi zombies and watching Hitler die and get his just desserts, then, yeah, watch that. Yes. Yes. Is it... It's a must watch. It is a great watch. Thank you for listening. As always, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never have to miss an episode. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Journey Into Film. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to T Public and check out some sweet merch. Links are available in the show notes. And to reference something that we haven't referenced in a while, this show is a or this movie is a secret masterpiece. Secret masterpiece. It is worthy of the secret masterpiece T-shirt, which you can find on T Public. Go get it. I need to pick up one of those for myself. Yeah. I think. Why don't we have them? I don't know. That's we my favorite it. shirt that we have. Yeah, we should get it. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. Go make yourself a zombie cocktail and enjoy this movie.